previously on If You Had To, though. I've been a bad egg. Don't know. I don't know what you could be possibly referring to. You wolf whistled at a gangster's sister. You you stole Mister Winters's newspaper. You left poor Legs McBooty to drown. <laughs> I mean, again, isn't that just what you do with pets at Christmas? I flushed many dogs down the toilet. <laughs> no, that's what you do. You, you and your neglectfulness of animals. Here, I throw a frozen turkey at the orphan boy's head. I think we really should move out of Orphan City, Kyle. On the table is the little rabbit, obviously, but now he's wearing a waist jacket and has a monocle and a timepiece. So the rabbit says, Ha ha, I've tricked you, my friend. But now, to prove this arrogant little rabbit a lesson, so I can ride the rabbit like a horse into battle with my little fishing rod shouting charge at the orphans you start whipping this poor cornelius whiskers <laughs> whilst jumping on his back and he rides you off through the through the little door and back into basingstoke now i can't hide it anymore original nathan has gone rogue he's run off and slaughtered a bunch of orphans in his hometown and he's currently being held in a maximum security prison and the adventures continue <laughs> We set the scene, we have a choice. We must decide on the correct answer. I'm Kyle. And I am Nathan, returning from the void. And this is If You Had To, though. Now, I need to start the show by saying that Nathan is calling from an untraceable phone in an undetectable location somewhere in the world. And we can't say where because he's currently on the run. That is correct. (laughs) I was trying to imagine if I was doing one of those things where your voice is is disguised but then i realized you said who i was that makes no <laughs> that makes no sense well, yeah you're, if, so, I, if you're, i sounded like darth vader that would that would be of no point whatsoever yeah i i should i could have just said oh yeah i've and i've got a new guest on the show this week nathan is definitely not here yes i am calling from a secret undisclosed location yep and no one could uh, possibly ever find <laughs> are you sitting outside <laughs> you're just calling from the payphone across the road i mean you say calling i am just yelling at you through the window <laughs> i'm just look behind you there's a tree i'm hanging outside <laughs> you're just i am disguised as mrs doubtfire you basically just have one of those newspapers with two eye holes cut in it and you're just <laughs> staring through at me it's the middle of the well, night I'm wearing sunglasses and, and um, what do you call them, trilby hats? No, you're wearing one of those hats with like all the fruit in it. It's very inconspicuous. <laughs> I don't know what those hats are called. Um, mumbo hats? hats? Uh... I, don't, I don't think they're called fruit hats. I'm sure, they've got, I'm sure they're not called mumbo hats either. That's probably a racist stereotype. There's probably <laughs> definitely an actual proper name for them. But yes, wherever I am, sitting... Um... Wherever you are... Sitting innocuously in my <laughs> trench coat with my fruit hat, my newspaper, <laughs> and my bunny slippers. Yeah, and your bright green tracksuit. <laughs> and underneath <laughs> the uh, trench coat, you can't even see the bright green. It's pointless. Oh, and you've got to be wearing a fake moustache as well. 
I mean, I've always wanted a fake moustache mainly because I can't grow a proper one. <laughs> I have, I, I've, I've got a fake moustache um, styled after Mr. Winters. The oh, famous... the famous Mr. Winters. Everyone's favourite next door neighbour. So, again, just to narrow down the innocuous way that I look, that, you know, to blend my amazing spy skills where I look like everyone else. I have a ridiculous moustache, <laughs> a bright green tracksuit yep. underneath a trench coat with a fruit hat. Yep. And you've got those flashing trainers that light up. <laughs> Are they roller skates as well? Yeah, they're Heelys. Ah, oh, brilliant. Fantastic. See, I need the roller skates in case the man, in case the man finds me so I can skate away to freedom. Uh, so for anyone who's new to it, the, the premise of this show is that we create scenarios for each other, resulting in two possible outcomes. We'll discuss each outcome's pros and cons and decide definitively on the correct answer. Yes, uh, we but, will come to the truth. Yeah, That is our mission in life. We have devoted our lives to truth and Honesty. and correctness. Good, and goodwill to all men, not orphans. Amen. No, not orphans. They're not, you know, they don't count. Or puppies. <laughs> Or, or Santa Clauses. I, it's fine. He can regenerate. You can kill him as many times <laughs> as you want. <laughs> Santa Claus was a time lord. <laughs> no, it's it's with everyone you kill, he divides and becomes two more. I know you hate YouTube, but you sure you don't want mm. to put out YouTube videos of crazy conspiracy theories? <laughs> Santa Claus is a time lord. Jesus was a Terminator. <laughs> But uh, today's episode is going to be slightly different. Because Nathan's been away, we're going to be jumping backwards in time for this next uh, part. Are you ready to jump back in time, Nathan? I'm ready. I've okay. got my um, DeLorean, my flux capacitor. Yep. And um, what else do you need for time travel? A banana. Yes, in a microwave. <laughs> so um... I mean, I got the banana off my hat. <laughs> that's, that's the thing about having a fruit hat. You've got plenty of food. Exactly. You never go hungry. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a tale, Nathan. Wait a minute, we need the proper time time travel music. Imagine, if you can, the futuristic, dystopian city of Basingstoke, filled with hatred and greed. Wind, sleet and snow howling through the polluted city streets. Not a tree or potted plant in sight. Posters for various missing puppies are plastered on every lamppost and street wall. Mobsters stand in alleyways making shady deals with tattoo artists and kangaroo wranglers. The world has turned evil, and it's only gotten worse since the new Prime Minister, Dennis Ironically, was instated just three days ago. On top of a hill, riding a beaten-down-looking rabbit in a waistcoat, sits Nathan. He's left a trail of dead bodies in his wake. Having gone to war this very night, not a single orphan was spared. Suddenly, the police arrive, sirens blaring. Cornelius Whiskers looks around at you and shakes his head. You've really gone and done it now, my friend! And he bucks you off and starts rushing away to safety. The police suddenly swarm around you and you're trapped, caught red-handed. Literally, there's blood all over your hands, face, body, everywhere. You try to break free, but there are too many. You're whacked around the head and you pass out. When you awaken, you realise that you're in a prison cell in a maximum security prison. Nathan, my singular and slightly open-ended question for you. If you had to, though, if you had to, how do you escape this maximum security prison? 
I mean, first of all, yep. that was immaculate storytelling. Thank you. <laughs> that I mean, I say storytelling. This is all factual. This that yeah. was that was that was immaculate news reporting. I should I say. Ha- yeah, I had to use my scientific technology uh, to look back in time to see that or to read it back to the audience. Yes, um, you're, you're, the scientific technology of a um, of a mirror attached yeah. to a telescope mm-hmm. attached to a trampoline. That's how you look backwards in time. Yeah, yeah, it bounces the image backwards to your brain. Exactly, and science. Number one fact for this episode. <laughs> if you want to look backwards in time, bounce a uh, telescope into your eye. Exactly. So Nathan, you are in prison, a maximum I, security yes. prison, and I'm it's sh- shackled, chained, and shackled, chained welded to the wall. Pretty much, uh, there's security guards walking past your cell. Pro- probably, like every thirty seconds, a guard walks past. Um, red, la- those red laser beams surrounding me. Motion, motion beams. Yeah, I don't think that's what they're called. Motion sensors. More than likely, um, I don't need to know what they're called. Not to this, my cunning <laughs> escape plan. And uh, obviously, there's a big moat around the prison as well. Filled, filled with alligators. Filled with alligators, sharks, piranhas, skeletons. Did you say skeletons? Skeletons that come alive when you uh, walk it. If you fall into the water, the skeletons come alive, like Ray Harryhausen style, and have like these big swords that they try and attack you with. So it's pretty well protected. Wow, that is some amazing, amazing technology our government has for uh, prison- imprisoning people. Yeah, well, it is, you know, you did do the biggest crime ever. Am I in a British jail or have I... Um, is this like a United Nations prison, unwanted by the world? Yeah, this is probably like a uh, collective prison where they put the the meanest supervillains in the world. <laughs> so I, yeah, I am chained and shackled. I'm basically completely immobilized. The only part of me that can move is my head. Yeah, you're you're basically in one of those things that they put Hannibal in. Yes, that was exactly what I was imagining. Your question was, how do I escape? How do you escape? Well, I mean, how did you escape? Because you're talking to me now. You, Of course, because I have. I'm now talking to you from a secret location. That's definitely not Basingstoke. And I'm in a secret disguise that isn't the most obvious disguise that anyone, <laughs> <laughs> anyone ever. If you just Google weird looking guy in Basingstoke, I definitely won't turn up. <laughs> your every Google image. <laughs> like, for, not, not, not just in what you're wearing now, just over the years. Yeah, you've basically. <laughs> My entire time living here, there's picture after picture of me with a eyebrow cocked up, my eye sticking out. <laughs> Stealing newspapers from next door neighbours. Walking away with a sack filled of puppies looking suspicious. <laughs> looking shifty, looking like a um looking like a skinny Santa Claus with a big black sack. I mean not so skinny anymore, but thank you. <laughs> How did I escape? I mean, that is a story. That really is. Yeah, um, that, and I, one that I'm sure the viewers want to uh, hear <laughs> in great detail. I mean, first of all, how would you get out of your binds that you're in? Well, there are two options mm-hmm. as as befitting, and I need you to... In fact, yeah, we're twisting it around. Two options, and I'll let you decide which one okay. you think is the most likely. And then the you can one, tell me if I was correct or not. And because I'm never wrong, I guess I, I will be. So Naturally. What, yeah. I will tell you if you're correct, and obviously you will be correct, because you are the magnificent Kyle, genius of all geniuses, or genius eyes. Exactly. I just need a sound effect of like a halo. Oh, just like some uh, choir boys or something. 
Yeah, but we, 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 it's a pity we've killed all the orphans. They could have been our choir, choir quartet. That's the one downside of killing children. <laughs> so you can't use them to make a choir sound when you want to make a point. Only When you want downsized. to sound angelic. Okay, exactly. so what, what are these two options? Okay, let me just remember. Yep. Um, option one, well, option one is I obviously have contacts on the inside. Ah. And I had my friend in the guard department, I had them smuggle in a piece of straw. Okay. That they snuck into my mouth when no one else was looking. Mm. And when the security is at its lowest, when the motion sensors are sweeped up, when the guards are all facing in the right angles that no one can see me, um... When the moon is in retrograde and Mercury is at partial illumination, when mm-hmm. all the things in the universe are just right, yeah. that is when I strike. And I take the straw out of my mouth, mm-hmm. wrap it around my tongue, put it into my teeth, yep. then put the straw into the lock mechanism of my chains, mm-hmm. and then using my amazing lock-picking techno- technology... <laughs> my lock, technology? My amazing lock is that what you call picking? your tongue? <laughs> I, I mean, we haven't mentioned it up to this point. I do have a cybernetic tongue. Yeah, that is something that the, hardcore the most fans advanced, know about. Is. The most advanced tongue known to man. <laughs> okay, this is this is sounding more and more like a weird chat up line. <laughs> hey, baby, I've got the most advanced tongue known to man. So, lock picking with a piece of straw that someone snuck in for you is option number one. What was option number yes. two? Well, I haven't finished the escape, because oh, that's, oh. that's only part of the escape, Carl. Once, yeah, yeah, no, well, I, I was just wondering I, how you would get out of your binds. I thought you had two okay, options Okay, well, that. we'll split it up in that way. Okay. That's the easiest. Okay, so that's option number one of how I get out of the binds. Yep. Option number two of how I get out of the binds. I Again, I just need to remember what it is I did or did not do. Um, I just need a few moments to remember. I mean, we do so many things in this. <laughs> I know, it's hard to remember. All We live such eventful lives. Exactly. Um, so option number two of how I how I got out of my chains yep. was I wiggled out of them. You just did a dance. Yep. You just did the caterpillar. My dance moves are so electric, so, um, on f- so, so hot, the chains melted off of me. Just wiggled my butt. Can I present you with a third option? <laughs> okay. I mean, not that I need one, but not you, that you need if one. you feel like it. So what you could have done is uh, pretend that you were choking. You're covered in all these chains, your binds and everything. You, Your face is covered. It's fairly likely that you could choke. So you start spluttering, crying out, someone please help me. <coughs> oh, I'm dying. Oh. Obviously you have much better acting skills than that. Exactly. That was just a... Excuse me. <coughs> I think I may be dying. Oh. <laughs> hey, Chance, I fear the grip of death upon me. Lark, <laughs> the time has come. So, the, yeah, the guards come rush. Well, one of the guards comes rushing in to try and save your life. He he knows the Heimlich maneuver. He wants to come in and save you. Luckily, you're a smart guy. You headbutt him in the face. 
knock him out instantly, use your little toe to flick up the keys from his belt into your teeth. Well, I was going to say, to do the yeah. Heimlich manoeuvre, wouldn't they have to take me out of the chains anyway? He was so gonna... couldn't I have just waited for ah. him to unchain me and then headbutted him? See, that's why you're the smart one, Nathan. Exactly. That's why you would never have escaped, Kyle. No. That's what I did. I would probably have gotten as far as headbutting the guard. Um... And then you've got an unconscious guard and keys that you can't quite reach with your toes. Yeah, my toe. Yeah, because your toes and are quite... The, uh... the 19 other guards pointing guns at you. <laughs> As I was saying, Kyle, and you keep interrupting me okay, when I'm I was sorry. telling you what happened, how yes. dare you, as I was saying as what happened, um, well, you were definitely I'm remembering saying. it, yeah, I was yeah, definitely yeah. saying. It's coming back um, to you now. Yes. I was, I pretended to choke, yeah. and convincing them with my amazing performance, um, that, you know, would have won Oscars if it wasn't a um, man in prison choking. I don't think they give out Oscars for that. They, they, they haven't really quite reached that level yet of uh, performances. <laughs> or, you know, they, the same reason why they don't um, give out awards for man lying to his wife about where he was all evening. <laughs> oh, they would be terrible awards. Because <laughs> they're, they're like, oh, yeah, you, you were really good at cheating on your wife. Um <laughs> Well done, you. Well done, but and we've got your wife in the audience. <laughs> oh shit! But um, but yeah, I didn't win an Oscar. The you Philistines, mm-hmm. but it would have won an Oscar if it was worthy of winning an Oscar. Yeah. So the guy comes I think in. The sentence adds up. So they see me choking. They're terrified. Yep. Um, they can't lose a prisoner. Exactly. Um, not another one. They unchain me. Take off the shackles. Take yep. off the um. The gags around my head. Yeah. Um, they, for some reason, turn off the motion sensors because you need to, because because the guard needed to move around near them. Yes. Exactly. exactly. It all adds up. Um, and then I I didn't headbutt Carl. I no? did the patented I did the ca- patented Captain Kirk karate chop in the neck. Of course. Which, as everyone knows, knocks a man out instantly. Cold. Um, um, so he's knocked out, and then I need, and then somehow I escaped the other guards, which yeah, I definitely so, remember how I did. So what you've done so far is you've—I mean, the door is wide open. So you've basically broken out of your chains, and you've got a cell that is now open. Yes. Um, so, and so these are these are the two options so far. We're splitting up into parts. Yeah. I either escaped with um, a piece of straw that I used as a lockpick, which I smuggled yep. into me by my contact. Or I used my acting skills to convince them to unchain me, and then I karate chopped the guard. Now, I would say that it would be better to do that, uh, to use your acting skills, because that way you've got the door wide open for you. And there's no one else involved that I then have to later sort out. But I suppose if you're using your piece of straw to uh, take off your binds, you could use it to open the cell door. And then you haven't got an unconscious guard to dispose of or to hide. But uh-huh. actually, if you've got the, uh, if you've got however. the, un- however, if you've got the unconscious guard, you tuck him up into your bed. They think it's you. <laughs> yes, that exactly. is what happened, Carl. Oh, I guessed it right. I I had an unconscious guard. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You, your your guesswork was amazing, Carl. How you Thank guessed you. what yep. I did? How you guessed my amazing, brilliant, intelligent plan yep. was was brilliant, Carl. You're almost as intelligent as I am. Oh, that's high praise. Mm. 
I yes, so I karate chopped the guard. He was unconscious. I put him into my chains. Yeah. Um, ripped off some of my hair. Yep. Stuck it onto his head with um my my my, my um sweat is like glue. So I stuck oh, the hair onto his face, and it looked exactly like me. Yeah. And um, I, I then looked like the guard. Aha. Even though I had, I had random random gaps where my hair should be <laughs> I ripped it out of my own we didn't mention this guard had giant gaps where his head hair should be and so yes I I've obviously changed clothes with him as well I should yeah. do that before I put him in the chains that would make much more sense yeah so you now look much... I, no I chained him up then realised I needed his clothes so unchained him swapped <laughs> clothes then put him into the chains so now you look like a guard uh, and he looks like me and chained you ha- up yeah and you have his keys Exactly. Only problem is, brilliant plan, but thank you. The other guards, this guard who you have put in your bed, uh, that was Diego. I mean, it's chains, not a bed. Yeah, <laughs> we established I was chained up. It's a maximum security penitentiary. I'm not being tucked in and read bedtime stories by the guards. I don't know what prisons you've been to, Kyle. Uh, this guard was Diego, everyone's favourite guy, and so they know him really well. They know what he looks like, they know who he is. They know you, obviously, as the orphan-killing monster. Yes. So, the problem here is, it's fair enough if... Uh... El Mifano, they call me. <laughs> That's what you spray paint on the walls. That's the wanted posters they put up in Mexico. <laughs> So you're you're fine to walk around this prison as long as no one gets a close-up look at your face. Yes, I have to always talk to people from the side or um, always have my hand strategically placed. Yeah, so you now have this policeman's outfit and you have the door open to you. Where do you go from there? Well, again, we're back to the two options because I want you to guess the ultimate option. Okay, yep. So we've now got to the point where I'm out of the chains and there is an open door open to me. So both scenarios, I've managed to escape the chains, but through two different ways. In one way, I am disguised as a guard. Yes. In the other, I am not, so I still have to get past the guards. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to the straw one. Yes. I have escaped the chains and I throw a penny through the into the corridor and all the guards run towards the penny okay and then i run past them <laughs> okay that is that that is the master plan in that scenario okay then we go back to i karate chop the guard and change clothes with him what happened there is i i say to one of the other guards need to go to the toilet mate but i obviously say to it to him with my face to the side you're sort of um, looking down at your shoes and like exactly. jogging on the spot. I, like, oh, I'm desperate to go to the toilet. Exactly, man. yeah. I mean, and you know, everyone knows when you see a man that desperately needs to go to the toilet, you don't even bother to look at his face. You just go, oh my God, go, run, go, man. Go. And they, they let me go. Um, so, and then I, obviously, I don't know where the toilets are because um, they haven't let me go. I've just had to wet myself in the chains for the last month. Exactly. And let's not speak about the other part of that. Um so I'm now walking up and down the corridor, trying to find the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and I do get stopped by one of uh, by someone else patrolling the halls. Um, who, yeah, a good friend of Diego's, um, Manuel. Aha. Uh-huh. And Manuel asked me, "Hey, Diego, how are you doing?" <laughs> so you, so now you've basically got to either bluff your way to pretend that you are Diego. Well, actually, he doesn't just say how you're doing. He says. How are the kids? How are the ki- Oh. 
I know. And then I have to bluff. Are um, you still looking the... down at your shoes at this point? He hasn't. He hasn't seen your face. I am still looking down at my shoes at this point. Okay. But I think the best way to get out of this conversation, the best bluff, yeah, is to say to him, "Oh, they died," and then go to the toilet. So you've. <laughs> so let's let's role play this then. So hey, Diego, is that you? Looking down at your shoes there. Uh, uh, hey, hey, you. How are you, how are you doing? It's me, you Manuel, good? your best friend. Oh, hey, Manuel. Yeah, oh, how, yeah, how, yeah. how are the kids doing? The, the kids? The, the kids yeah. that I have? The, the kids that, um, yeah, that, li- that I produced? Little Becky um, and Sally. How are they? Oh, Becky and Sally are the precious little tykes. Well, um, they both died. Oh, oh my God, they both died. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And he puts both hands on your, both of your shoulders. And he's Which looking... is a backfire, really, because I actually wanted yeah. him to back away. So... I wanted him to be so shocked. I wanted to be so shocked that he turned away from me. But instead, he's doubling down on the human contact. Yeah. So he... this plan hasn't really worked out as I planned. No, he really wants to console you. He's like, mm. Diego, I'm so, so sorry. And he is staring at your, your helmet that you're wearing. And you're just still looking at your shoes at this point, or do you are you gonna I mean, look up or from I was gonna say from the <laughs> We're talking over Skype right now and I can see my, my photo. When I looked down to play act this, I yeah. could say that I just defeated him with the glare from my bald head. <laughs> just blinded him with <laughs> the shininess of my head. If only um, you weren't wearing a helmet. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's again the only flaw in this plan. <laughs> My brilliant plan to bluff my dead children. <laughs> it's the easiest solution, I thought. But no, yeah. he, for some reason, the, the, when when I told this man that I had dead children, instead of ign- walking away from me as I <laughs> thought he would, as everyone would in that situation, he tried to console me like a weirdo. Yeah, he's like he had some sort of compassion for you. I know, it's for, so weird. For another person. Um... He's still he's still staring daggers at you like oh yeah there's been a good there's been a good 30 40 seconds of silence at this point his hands on my shoulders staring at me asking me oh my god what happened but I'm going um um they were killed by a meteorite a, a meteorite where I need to know more this is this is incredible this is horrible how did this how did this even where did this meteorite come from and he's still staring well, at you he's waiting you for you to, to know lift your face now, now I have an answer. So he yeah. asks, where did this meteorite come from? And I go, well, Manuel. I was almost going to call him Miguel. <laughs> well, Manuel, if you look out the window and look to the stars, you'll see the, um, in the, in the um, night sky in the right corner is the Aurora constellation. It was from there that the meteorite came from. And so he looks he out the turns. window. Yeah, he, he, Manuel turns his head. He's like, the Aurora constellation? And he starts that looking up. That sounds like a made-up thing that someone that doesn't know anything about stars would say. <laughs> and he's st- staring out of this window at the beautiful night sky. Is this when you make your exit? Is this when you slip away? Or are you sticking around? No, no, yet I definitely, it would be really stupid of me to distract him and then not take advantage of the distraction. Um, This is when I use my, again, patented karate chop technique and knock him out in one fell fell blow. One fell swoop, that was the term. (laughs) I was like, one fell swoon? One fell... One fell swan? Yeah, I knocked him out with a swan. I was carrying a swan (laughs) in my pocket. No, no, that would be silly, Kyle. That would be ridiculous. Why would you even say something so stupid, Kyle, you idiot? (laughs) So, yes. 
this, now this I've nice out guy, three guards. this guy, yeah, you've knocked out two guards. This guy who was showing nothing but compassion for your mm. poor dead children, and you've knocked this guy out. So poor Manuel's uh, yes. out. Diego's knocked out, but you're still posing as Diego. Or are you going to switch clothes with Manuel? I know, no, no. Diego's still. With, no, there's, there's no need to do that. They're both prison guards' outfits. Like my outfit is fine. Um, it's just people recognizing me is the problem. Um. So I, ha- I now have Manuel knocked out. I put him into a, a cupboard nearby. Okay, Hitman style. Unfortunately, there's a janitor in there, so I have to knock him out as well. Oh, you gain a mop. I gain a mop, yes. I'm now disguised as the janitor. Perfect disguise. Oh, so you've, <laughs> so you've taken off the uh, Diego's outfit and you're now a janitor. Yes, I have left two naked men in a cupboard. Okay, fair enough. As you do. <laughs> I love that there's no further explanation needed. Fair enough. No, when you're breaking out of a maximum security prison, leaving two naked guards in a cupboard is perfectly normal. And if anyone if anyone walks in and finds that scene, they're just going to think that they were... I, yeah, I've placed them in a very romantic situation. So if anyone walks in, that's exactly what they're going to think, that they, they were having a romantic moment and then they both fell asleep. Yeah, they fell asleep post-coital. In each other's arms. Exactly. With... Uh, bruises on their necks yeah love bites there you go exactly it all adds up it all adds up so you're now dusty the janitor and you've got the little name badge that proves it that says dusty yeah it says dusty um, so you're so, you're on i mean se- i'm in sector nine sector nine of 50 of this prison yes as janitor probably people don't really recognize the janitor or pay much attention Most to people, him oh yes and as a janitor you're basically invisible you're like yeah. a ninja that's why so many ninjas apply to be janitors exactly again a fact a fact for the for the gentle listener at home who have exactly. missed, missed I, out on all these facts it's like a career in the arts or being an actor sometimes being that being a ninja just doesn't work out it's not all you cracked up to be you can't really make a living second so best the thing natural progression yeah or progression even is to become a janitor yes and any aspiring ninjas out there who can't quite cut it they know you know the next logical solution don't give up don't don't have despair you can always be a janitor yes you can always be a janitor yes Um, so now as a janitor you can pretty much go through almost all 50 levels of this prison to get to the very ground floor so you you i am i am going through the hallways going towards the entrance but then i run into a snag i've come to the main entrance with the security agents and the uh, x-ray machines and they're fingerprinting everyone and they're um and they're smelling them and they're um licking them to see what they taste like it's, all the all the things that security guards do and they when they're checking your id you need rusty's fingerprint really uh to pass as him but you don't have that you only have your own fingerprints funnily enough yes you, you are doing an amazing job kyle of summing up everything that happened you you've put your finger right on it you really should wash your hands Yes, I now need to figure out a way to get past this security, which would either require me to somehow have Rusty's fingerprints um, and saliva and smell, or I somehow get past them without them seeing. I've used up my penny. Yeah. Well, no, that was that was the alternative reality that that didn't happen. In this reality, I don't have a penny, so there's no way to distract them. May I just say that you have got very far. Um... <laughs> You have, you have done very well, very quickly. 
to get yes. through the entire to break out of your binds and to get down to the bottom floor of this prison um especially is... because i just realized in the uh, major security room where there's all those guards they're yeah. now one guard short even me yep. disguising myself as that guard and just walking away i've never returned to my post no <laughs> well now there's two guards missing there's, this is i did when i realized this was a problem one second before the alarm started going off the flashing red lights the warning warning prisoner escape prisoner escape and did you leave a 1975 convertible <laughs> parked on the yellow lines outside if you did come to main desk they, they like to get all the tannoys out at the same time yeah. lunch is <laughs> lunch is served at 12:15 today <laughs> due to early early release of the chef all these things loads of announcements going on and happy birthday to margaret <laughs> In accounting. Oh, yeah, while it's going, danger, dangerous criminal loose. Happy birthday, Margaret, dangerous criminal loose. <laughs> and here's to more. So um, they, they know there's a prisoner loose now. They do know there's a prisoner loose. They don't know it's, they don't know it's me. I'm no? still disguised as Rusty the janitor. Yes. Dusty, Dusty. the janitor. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still disguised as a janitor. So basically, of... you can either sweet talk your way past these guards, if you think you can. <laughs> uh, if if you uh, or or you somehow go back, get Rusty's hand or like chop off a finger, maybe take a little bit of saliva from his mouth. I mean, it would it would require you to go back up nine floors. It would. It would require me to go back when there's all guards running around everywhere. I yeah. need to try and look as innocuous as possible. You want to get out as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, I don't think going back to get his hand and his saliva and his scent is um, is currently possible. I mean, yeah, so, you, now you've made it to the ground floor. You want to get out as quickly as possible. I know. Freedom, freedom is one hallway away. I can yep. see the sun. I can see the sunlight glinting through the through the door. Yeah. Um, I well, I mean, it's through. it's night time, so it'll be starlight, I guess. Well, that is that is sunlight. Ah. Moonlight is the sun reflecting off the moon. That is another fact that's actually a fact. <laughs> As are all of our facts. Of course. Of course. So, yes. Um, yeah, it's it's when, you know, the sunlight is reflecting because, you know, um, the moon is made of cheese mm -hmm. and cheese is very reflective. So sunlight is bouncing straight off of that giant cheese mound in the sky. Exactly. Wensleydale, of course. As our good friend Gromit would say. Yes, he, no, I mean, Wallace would say. Gromit doesn't say anything. You fool! Who are you talking about? I'm talking about the guy who owns the cheese shop up the road. Gromit. Oh! Gromit O'Neill. <laughs> I just realised I've never met a Gromit in my entire life. No, I don't know if that is specifically a dog's name or... <laughs> Maybe. Like, there's plenty of Wallaces. Like... Well, I mean, Wally, I guess. Yeah. And that could kind of be short for Wallace. But Gromit, no, never heard. Other than, of course, your friend, the Chippy. Yeah. Did you um, say Gromit O'Neill? Gromit O'Neill. It's an Irish name. Maybe that's why we haven't heard it that much. It's yeah, Irish. maybe. It's like, is Mittens a name for a human? <laughs> for a human? Yeah. I mean... Or is that just specifically hate... for cats? Only if you hate your daughter. Yeah. Mittens! <laughs> Come on, Fluffy. It's like calling your son Rex. I mean, Rex is a, is a boy's name. Is it? Yeah. We're segueing away from my escape plan. We this are. Is, this was this was another major problem that I had. I kept stopping and thinking <laughs> about these things. It's been it's been five hours since I knocked out that guard and swapped my clothes with him. I would have escaped by now if I hadn't stopped to consider what is a frog's favorite flavor of cheesecake. 
If I hadn't stopped to consider that for, for a couple of hours, I'd have been free by now. But luckily, all the uh, guards upstairs still think you're in the building. They don't know you're at reception, so they're just scouring the uh, 50 floors. So luckily, you've got those five hours. Yes, yeah, they're making their way down. They haven't come down to me yet. Aren't they? I'm on floor one. I'm on ground floor, even. Um, and so floors one to ten above me are unsearched as of yet. Yes. So you still got some time. I do. Which gives me time to somehow get through a metal detector, a bunch of guards, and then through the door. Which I mean obviously I did because I'm I'm here and I'm free. Yeah. And you know, as a matter of simplicity for a, a, a man of my intelligence. Armed with only a mop, he got through <laughs> I forgot I had a mop, the magnificent mop. Um that is it. I was mopping along yep. coming towards the metal detector um the security guard frank chino frank um, chino me, frank chino ah. I, I didn't want to go with another mexican spanish name so okay. i went with a uh, standard you know another common name like gromit yeah um, frank chino <laughs> that's all one word that's all one name it's not oh, okay. frank and then chino his name is french frank chino franchino yes okay. um <laughs> Or Francino. Um, That's if you know him really well. Me, yeah, he, he was named well. I, 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 in fact, he said to me, you're right, Rusty. I went, yeah, good. You? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. And me, then he I, said, yeah. ah, got you. Your name's Dusty, you bastard. You're oh, not the real... Fuck. You're not the you're real right. Dusty. Damn, Francino, such a smart man. He is. He um, played mind games with you. So now yes. he knows so that now you're not I'm the real... Out. They, yeah, they know that I'm not actually a janitor, so I have no choice but to throw the dirty water over his face. Oh, terrible. And um, you can leave a trail behind you as you escape, so if they do come after you, they'll slip up like a cartoon character. <laughs> yes, well, yeah. I throw the buck I throw the bucket of water over his face, yep. and it damages the metal detector, um, opens the gates. Um, Brilliant. I run through, yep. and yes, I have the mop behind me, so I'm mopping a trail behind me, and they all slip up as they run after me. Um, Brilliant. So, for some reason, someone started playing Benny Hill music a few minutes ago. <laughs> Uh, just blaring it out of the speakers. <laughs> someone, someone broke into the warden's office and found Benny Hill music on an old vinyl and started playing it like Shawshank Redemption. Ironically, at the, at the same time I was having my massive prison escape, someone was breaking into the prison to yeah. play Benny Hill music. Yeah. This, I mean, uh, so I, I, I will never, we will never know why that person committed this crime. <laughs> <laughs> they were just an avid fan of Benny Hill. Or it might be I mean, it might be a Bill and Ted type scenario where I'm going to have to go back in time to then go in and play the Benny Hill music as a distraction. Oh, it so was it you all along. The future. Wow, my mind mm. is blown. So you've escaped the prison, but there's one thing you've forgotten, Nathan. The, the moat. moat. Yeah. So you've got ahead of you, there's no, there, there is a drawbridge, but it's up at the moment. And you've right. got... Uh, a lake full of water all around you, filled with crocodiles, with alligators, piranhas, piranhas um, skeletons. Oh yeah, God, I can't forget the, uh, can't the forget, skeletons. Yeah, that reanimate as soon as you touch the water. Um, oh, they reanimate as soon as I touch the water? I was wondering if they were swimming around or if they were rising from the water or something. No, they're just piles of bones at the moment. They're piles of bones. So I, d I don't know that they're reanimated skeletons. I just think, oh, it's just a lake filled of alligators and piranhas. I could probably get through that. Uh, then I dip a toe in 
I lose the toe uh, because of the piranhas. Yeah. But also, 20 skeletons suddenly emerge and stand up in the water. This is a real conundrum. I mean, I mean no one said that breaking out of a maximum security prison was going to be easy. I mean, you did. That is true. You said, yeah, this will be this will be a piece of cake. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I've always said it would be easy. I've been say I've been saying that for years. I've been saying when I'm caught for the massive crimes I've committed. No prison can hold me. And we all thought that was really straight. We thought you were just joking, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's all. No one can stop El Nefano. And yeah, this was years before you knew I was a criminal. Yeah. In fact, this was five minutes after we met Kyle at college. <laughs> he was like, hey, I'm Kyle. How are you? I'm good. And then like, we started talking about, I don't know, video games or something. And then five minutes later, uh, no, no prison can hold me. No one can stop me. No one can stop El Nefano. As lightning struck in the background, and I started laughing. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was really strange. But the fact that you had called me uh, the beautiful moon—that's uh, that kind of uh, like put me at ease. And I thought, no, nah, he's not all bad. <laughs> I mean, wow, that is a gr- that is a greeting. Yeah, that was. I'm actually quite I'm actually quite jealous of you um, having met me because no one's ever met me and said. You are a beautiful mu. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, I've I've tried to uh, use that opener with most people that I meet since, um, but it hasn't gone down as well as yours did. Maybe it's all in the delivery. I sent it to you while while, while having a rose in my teeth. <laughs> Yeah, which was kind of cool. It was like you were again very strange, the, a very strange thing to do in college, walking around. With a, I had just a rose in my pocket, and the second I saw you, put it in my teeth and called you a beautiful moon. Yeah, that's how I remember it anyway. Isn't that how everyone makes friends at college? Fact number eight hundred: If you want to make friends, walk around with a rose in your teeth. The first person you meet, call them a beautiful moon. You'll be friends for life. Exactly. I tried it again in uni, and it never quite worked. I may have got the word mixed up a bit. I may and um and the plant. I put in a um a stinging nettle in my mouth, and I called people a fragrant supernova. Doesn't have the same ring to it. Doesn't no, really doesn't. Um, but we are getting way off track. I am now through the gate, so close to freedom. I can taste it. So close. Yeah. But I'm now, between me and freedom is a moat filled of alligators, skeletons, piranhas, um, the kraken, um, Martians, and the Pope in his um, its submergible Pope-mobile. Exactly. He's, well, he's just there to have a little... Um... Oh, the Pope-mobile is like Chichi Bang Bang. It can turn into a boat, it can fly, um, it can fire lasers. I like that you've made this much harder for yourself, but yeah, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm trying to find solutions. But yeah, I'm... you're just adding more obstacles. I mean, I'm not making things harder for myself. This is this is no. These this are is... the obstacles that were in my way, which makes it so much more impressive that I escaped. I'm really feeling proud of myself for my escape. Armed with only a mop. I'm about to explain my my escape right now. If you just let me talk, I would explain how I escaped this inescapable prison. Yes. So what happened was a bird flew onto my hand. Yeah. I whispered in its ear, 
it flew away, and then the eagles came and rescued me. The eagles? Your, yes. <laughs> your natural ally, the eagles. Of course. You, you formed that alliance maybe 15 years ago for this very scenario. I, yeah, exactly, and that's why I told you I no prison can hold me, because I always knew that I had the eagles. Um, they were the, you know, I'd already formed that alliance, mm. an alliance of mutual bene- beneficence. Ben, ben benefits of mutual bends they like bends i told them my name was ben ah. and they like bends that's the entire explanation that's all you're gonna get if you think i'm gonna explain how i've befriended eagles nope i might i said i told them my name was you're ben. Not, you're not gonna you're not gonna tell everyone your tragic backstory of when you were eight years old wandering through a forest and you found a baby eagle lying out of its nest and you helped it up you were a much nicer person in these days you didn't care about this killing before, animals this is yeah this is before um, this is pre-puppy coconut, murder days yeah this is before the coconut fell on my head and i switched to evil because evil again yeah exactly again science everyone anyone that's ever done anything evil must have had a coconut fall on their head that's just science exactly um, yeah, and you took up this ba- tiny baby eagle, and he looked up at you with these massive eyes, um, and he said, "Thank you, sir, for rescuing me." And then I, I went, was too. Ah! You're a talking eagle. <laughs> but after you'd calmed down, you came yeah. back and, and picked him up again. Him. Yeah, you had run off into the forest, dropped him to the ground, uh, <laughs> breaking his wings again. Yeah, even um, more. But you came back. Uh, and you picked him up again. He said, thank you, sir, for saving me a second time and not running away this time. I am in your debt for the rest of my life. If you should ever need to break out of, I don't know, say a maximum well, security prison. No, no, the, the eagle said to me, thank you, kind, kind child. If you ever need my help, no matter what it is, I shall help you. I was like, oh, well. You don't need to help me. I just helped you because it's the right thing to do. And then a coconut fell on my head, and I was like, "You fucking owe me one, mate. You'd better, you'd better deliver when I need you to get out of prison. <laughs> I expect you to answer the call." And then I threw the eagle into the air, and it flew, it flew away. Even with broken wings, it flew away. I. I thought you helped it back into its nest. I had. I. Oh yeah. I, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention. I duct taped the, the wings back together again. Ah yes. So and, um... this now fully grown adult eagle, still with duct tape on the its duct tape, yeah, little strands yeah. of duct tape, little strands of his, duct his tape. His wings have grown wings. around them, so they're tiny little strands now. Yeah, but he is buffed. He is strong. He is. Oh, he is. But he's been going to the gym, mate. He's really been working out. Yeah, he's like the size of an elephant. He is absolutely huge. He just lands down like his wingspan just knocks the skeletons to pieces. They just crumble. oh yeah, they, they fall apart. Oh, they, yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Pope um, is thrown, you know, into the. the Pope is he's thrown in, you know, into he's the in, Vatican. in his little bubble. He bounces a few times. Yeah, um, I'm sure he's fine. I didn't check, but I'm sure. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure if I murdered the Pope, I'd I'd have a very long prison sentence. I mean, you already had life. That may be an executionable crime. I don't know. <laughs> Again, um, this is another fact for listeners. More of advice. Probably yeah. shouldn't kill the Pope. Probably, sh- probably shouldn't. No, I, I, I believe this from the bottom of my heart. It's not a good idea. 
Yeah. Um, so the uh, so the William. I feel we really changed some lives there, Kyle. We I did. Think there, were, there were some people at home on the fence about killing the folk. <laughs> We've changed their minds. Someone was just at home going, "No, I'm, I'm not sure what to do this evening. I'm a bit bored. I know. I might just go out and kill a pope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not just the a pope. A pope. Yeah. And uh, but, but and now that person knows better. Yeah. Well, their, their friend who's been listening to this podcast turned to them and said, do you know, did you not hear um, these two guys, Kyle and Nathan, they just said that killing the Pope is not a good thing to do. And they were, and really? as we all know in this country, they are the most venerable, intelligent people. We, we go to them for our wisdom and our knowledge. Yeah. We're, we are shaping this country. We really are. Um, and making it a better place one podcast at a time. So your amazing eagle friend, William, flies down from the sky, lands before you, destroys all of these obstacles in your way. You climb... It's a magnificent scene. The, you know, beautiful, amazing, epic, cinematic scene. And well, all... he looks at me and he says the magic words, the words I will never forget. You right, mate? Sup? <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm calling in that favour. And he nods. It's like, yep. And I, you know, I, I do that thing where I brush my, my hand over my nose. I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> like, cool, cool. Hop on. So you hop onto his back and he starts to take off, his wings beating incredibly fast, making the water... The wind, the wingspan is amazing, is brushing up. The skeletons have just started to reform, but now they're brushed, they're brushed apart again. Yeah, they're destroyed again. The water from the moat just rises up in this like beautiful cascade of blue. And uh, I mean, that's actually kind of worrying, because with the water rising up, means all the piranhas are rising up into the sky as well. There's now a hundred piranhas in the air flying towards us. It's sort of like that level in Rayman where you've got to go through the waterfall and avoid the falling piranhas. Exactly. But thankfully, I still have my mop and I deflect them away with the mop. Yeah, it's definitely like a video game. You're like flying on the back of this eagle, whacking at piranhas out of the air with a giant mop. That's amazing. Beautiful scene. It is amazing. But it's what happens. It is amazing. But it's true. Um, exactly. All of the guards rush out of the prison. They're looking up at you. You know, they aim their guns at you. You've got a mop. <laughs> you don't care about bullets. <laughs> exactly. You... I'm deflecting bullets you... with a mop. Exactly. You bat the bullets out the of the air. Of mop water towards them, knocking e- and with, and and it flinging it so hard it knocks them out. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, you're taking down uh, the guards with their own bullets. It's like some sort of magic voodoo. You're just spinning the well, again, uh, mop. It's ninja skills. You yeah. know, as everyone knows, every janitor was a ninja once. Exactly. And even though I wasn't, although that doesn't actually make sense because I was never a janitor or a ninja because I'm just disguised as one. But I stole his knowledge by wearing his by wearing the sacred janitor uniform. You're you gain right. his memories and knowledge. So you basically have the knowledge of this like, eighty-year-old like, guy in your brain. It's like if you stole Iron Man's armor. Exactly. If you steal a no difference. Clothes, 
you gain his skills. Exactly. And that, that's As we the same. all know, all janitors have amazing ninja skills. Yeah, and that's the same with most professions, isn't it? You know, mm. you steal the uniform, you gain their abilities. Everyone knows that abilities come from clothes. Yes. If you've played any video game, you know that you put on a different armour and it has different effects. Magic. Exactly, yes. So you fly off. And if you're a woman, all you need to wear armour is just a metal bra. Exactly. So you fly off on the back of William, uh, hitting all these piranhas and bullets with your mop until you're at a safe distance, and he lands down in the forest. You climb off, and he says, he said that classic goodbye line to you. There you go, mate. <laughs> well, there you are. <laughs> there you are, mate. We even. We cool. Fancy a beer. He's like, we cool. He holds out his wing and you pound it. <laughs> we cool, yeah. And he, I do a fist bump. <laughs> and then, yeah, you have, you know, you go down to the local, have a pint, and then he flies off. And then you have done it, Nathan. We did have to rip the roof off of the uh, off of the local because it, the the door wasn't big enough for the giant eagle to break through. Yeah, and now the uh, guy who owns that pub is. Uh, sleeping under the stars i guess because he his bedroom is above the pub yeah i have ruined his life we, we he and his family and his two children are now homeless well they're not homeless they've still got the pub it's just very cold and yeah you're right you're right you're absolutely right kyle fuck him for complaining what is he complaining about he hasn't just had to evade an entire maximum security prison full of guards and piranhas and skeletons oh yeah yeah because they after we, we have a pint then we, then they fly, and then he, william flies me off to a safe distance away and then afterwards all the guards come into that pub and interrogate the pub owner and all the patrons about what happened i mean you you have escaped that's fair enough but the problem is you're still a wanted felon so yes i i am currently formulating a plan Uh a plan as brilliant as my previous plan a plan that's completely sensical and um intelligent and well thought out as my escape plan and indeed everything i've planned in my life indeed what i planned what events aspired to that led me to being arrested and put on a 60 life sentences with no no choice of parole uh, so yeah, that's if anyone else ever finds themselves in the same position Nathan found himself in, where you've destroyed a bunch of orphans whilst riding the back of Cornelius Whiskers, the talking rabbit in a waistcoat. Exactly, something we can all do, everyone can relate to. It's yeah. I mean, it's it, who hasn't heard that story? <laughs> There's the old. The old classic. So yeah, if you find yourself in a maximum security prison after doing something like that, you know the perfect way to escape. Is use your acting skills. So you should train acting. You should train in theatre acting. And it has to be proper professional acting. It can't be um, It can't be like Hollyoaks acting. You can't have a Geordie accent. It has to be proper Shakespearean. It has to be, you know, alas, my throat. I feel it clogging. The winds of air doth release from me. You, you, you need to describe everything that's happening to you. My throat, it is tightening. It is contracting. I can feel myself beginning to choke. I fear that very soon I may choke itself. Forsooth, my life is coming to an end. <laughs> oh, woe is me. I fear that I am not long for this poor, poor world. <laughs> Please, oh generous sir, would you lend me a hand? 
If not, then I pray to the gods that I may be accepted into heaven for my <laughs> awful, awful sins. Exactly. And so forth. I mean, I probably shouldn't have said and so forth at the end of that sentence. It made it seem like I was acting and et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. I'm joking. Please help me. And et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but it still works. And also people need to know that they need to make an alliance with an eagle as early on as possible. Yes. I mean, that was that was that was some real luck. I was very fortuitous. This, indeed, this was before I was evil, remember? So this was before yeah. I was making these plans. Yeah. I was, you know, a perfectly innocent, sweet, happy child. I'd already helped, um, I'd already helped up um, a couple of, um, a couple of pigeons and a, um, a squirrel. I bandaged a squirrel's leg that morning. Yeah. And then I saw the eagle, helped him, then got hit on a coconut and turned evil. Exactly. And, and that's... from then onwards, I've always been ready. You've been prepared and ready. So that um that was my week, Kyle. How was yours? Oh, you know, I watched a bit of TV, um, played some video games, went to work. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool so, <laughs> so if anyone disagrees with anything we said today, then please let I mean, us know. I don't in know the how comments. they could disagree with what we said because we were just recapping what happened to me. <laughs> exactly. I was just explaining how I escaped. Uh, but if you do disagree, let us know in the comments. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please follow and subscribe to the podcast on patreon uh, we have new episodes up every two weeks and it will help us out a lot if you do and you can follow me on twitter at kyle m bennett that's kyle underscore m underscore bennett two n's two t's and you can follow me at n vosniak that's n w o z n i a k art n vosniak art and that was our prison break episode <laughs> I mean, that was my prison break. I've heard you had a little bit of spot of bother with the uh, prison as well. Yeah, I was sent to a woman's prison for naturally. Yeah, for uh, hitting a hitchhiker. Um, Again, naturally, it's what you do. Yeah, um, I, I ended I'm up hitting in prison. Hitchh- I don't even own a car. And I'm hitting hitchhikers all the time. I walk to the motorway specifically to hit them with a stick. Yeah, I mean, now that you've killed all the orphans in the world, you've turned your attention onto hitchhikers. I know, yeah. It, <laughs> um, it's going to take a while for new orphans to be born. Yeah, exactly. And be orphaned. And be orphaned. Their parents need to die first. So it's going to take a while. So you're going to have to kill the parents to make people orphans, I guess. I mean, now, now I'm the villain from Batman. I'm now the man <laughs> that created Batman. Uh, see, it's all for a purpose. You're doing it so that you can create superheroes. Right. This, this is exactly the reason why. This, this is my defence. You're trying thought. to create... For some me. reason, didn't work. I still yeah. got sent to jail. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, sorry, Carl. You were oh, yeah, yeah. you went to a woman's prison. So I ended up in a woman's prison. Um, I got together with the top bitch there, and uh, she helped me escape. How did you break out of prison? They just left the door open one day. Um, we were out in the courtyard and the guards had just left the... Uh, we were planning this elaborate uh, prison break, but... With a hot air balloon and a um, um, a big a tunnel and disguises. You were going yeah. to disguise yourself um, as um, a bear. <laughs> yeah, we had this whole thing planned out. There was like ninja stars involved and um, jugglers. Yeah, we had built this entire contraption, um, like a uh, washing catapult. line. Yeah, there was a catapult involved. So many parts, and we just had to leave it all behind because we were in the courtyard. One of the guards left the gate open and walked off to have a sandwich, and we saw that it was open and just ran. <laughs> what kind of sandwich? I need to know. 
tuna mayo. That's not worth it, man. No. That's not worth it. Well, no. I mean, he's got fired now, that guy, unfortunately. I know, but if it, if it was a... Um... If it was a ham sandwich with some lettuce and onions, then it would have been worth being fired for. Mm. And some mayo. Yeah, he had the mayo, I guess. Oh, yeah, he did have the mayo. So anyway, we <laughs> we end up... We were, we were both like, we were both just listfully looking at like into the air like, <laughs> mm, mayo. So we both ended up in this cabin and I thought, you know, everything's been solved. Um, I'm safe. But of course. Un- unfortunately, who doesn't feel safe when they've escaped with a random prisoner they just met and who was the the top bitch of yeah. the prison yard? Unfortunately, which means she was the toughest, baddest of them all. Yeah. She's this big, muscular woman covered in tattoos. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she was the wife of the hitchhiker I killed. What are the chances? I know. Um, and she she had a knife as well that she had smuggled out with her. And she stabbed me, and I laid bleed. Yeah, I actually smuggled it. She had, she's like um one of those circus performers. She pulled the knife out of the out of her mouth. Yeah, that's inside her stomach. <laughs> that's how she, she had to regurgitate it back out again. <laughs> that's how she uh, presented it to me. She said, "Oh, and I've got something to tell you too." Like shoved her entire fist down. It took, it took fist a few several minutes. Yeah, you were just standing there patiently going, "I wonder what she's got to tell me." And she put yeah. her hand down her mouth well, and started going. It, it's quite normal in. Pre- prison to if someone's got a present for you they'll either have it concealed down their throat or up themselves somewhere um so <laughs> i was quite put, Kyle. yeah i was quite i was quite used to it and i just thought oh maybe you know she's got me a box of chocolates box of chocolates an ipad i don't know a, a fancy pen with my name engraved on it but no <laughs> It was a knife, and she stabbed me in the gut, and I lay but bleeding out. But did the out. knife have your name engraved on it? It did. She had carved that, my name into it. That, like at least that, that takes the sting away a little bit, doesn't it? Knowing that she put in that extra bit of effort. Yeah, she really wanted me to stab. And she carved it in with proper, well-written calligraphy. Oh, There's, yeah. You know, the files with multiple curves and um, a Y with loads of unnecessary circles inside of it. Exactly. Only the finest for me. For it was beautiful. Um, so she stabbed me and ran off. But fortunately, fortunately, I survived. Uh, I was found by a local woodsman, um, taken to the nearest hospital. And because uh, the prison officers had put a call out for an escaped female prisoner or two, of two female prisoners, I've basically got off scot-free and unless those um we we have both escaped and no one will ever find us and unless unless we somehow are stupid enough to record our confessions yeah and say to the world where we are or put them out via the internet so people can track us through the internet then there's no way anyone could ever possibly find us yeah so i hope everyone's enjoyed this uh, very special episode of if you had to though that we'll be posting absolutely everywhere we can um yes and you know advertising and promoting and you know um, oh, as definitely. i walk to work i'll just be telling people hey when i listen to a podcast i mean as i walk past them uh, on the way to work i walk past a local police station i'll yep. pop in and have a talk with um yeah and i'm I'm going to burn this ep- just this episode to uh, as many CDs as possible um, and just give them out everywhere I go, all around town. Um, well, I, you'll probably be singing them out of your car. You'll, you'll yep. be driving past a hitchhiker and, and decapitate him with a CD. Exactly. Uh, so that's what we're going to do with the, uh, our next week or so. Um, 
Any final words, Nathan? It is good to be free. It's good to be back, to be here where no one can possibly find me in Basingstoke. I mean, somewhere in the world that no one can ever know about. I didn't say anything. Shut up. As my, as my friend William once said, cowabunga, man. As your friend William once said, you're right, mate. Yeah. In the, wor- <laughs> in the wise words of a dear friend, hey. This has been If You Had To, though. I've been Kyle. And I've been El, El Nathano. Ha, ha, ha.